I needed some shit with some bop in it. Let's go. I flew past the whip with that blunt in my mouth. Watch the swerve and that whip had a cop in it. Woo. My bitch got good pussy. Fly her across the country. I finished the show and I hop in it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. We are on episode 28. It's your girl, Asia Abstin. And uh, as always, I have missed you guys dearly. That was Bop by The Baby on his new record, Kirk. I am such a huge The Baby fan. Like, I didn't expect to be, but I mean, that's like my new fave. Um, if you are rocking with him, let me know. I want your feedback. As always, I need you guys to subscribe to the show, continue to share it so you can get new updates every single time an episode drops. So today I have an interview with a new friend of mine, Michael Fernandez, and we are going to talk everything manifestation, visualization, and how to literally make your dreams come true with this method. You know I've talked to you guys about this several times, and um, it was so dope to hear his true life story of how he has manifested things in his life, and I wanted to share that with you guys. So let's just get right into the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying show. I've got my new best friend, Michael Fernandez, sitting in studio with me. We are in Miami. It is 1226 a.m. And um, before we get too deep into the show, I just want Michael to introduce himself. So basically, uh, he came up to my bar with pure shenanigans Casamigos for everybody. So, of course, we had to get together and talk a little bit more about our personal lives. And in five minutes, we realized that we were both manifestation and visualization people. As you guys know, I have talked about this on the show several times, but I just found manifestation two years ago. Michael has been into this for how many years, would you say? Uh, I'm 37 now, so maybe since about 16, 17. 16 or 17. And, yeah, you know, this years. is the most powerful tool that I've ever had in my life. To So to talk to someone who has used this for 20 years, this was something I had to bring to the show. So, Michael, would you just introduce yourself to the people just a little bit, and then we'll get into manifestation. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fernandez. My family calls me Michael Francis. I really ain't. Sh- I'm nothing. Okay. I'm, you can I, curse on the show. I ain't cool. shit. Okay. I'm not no celebrity. I don't even know why this beautiful young lady wants me on this show. But we did strike a conversation about manifestation and visualization, and I do firmly believe that I have you know some knowledge of that, and I'm I'm versed in it. So you know I'm excited for everybody listening because there are some principles here and some exercises that can be implemented to really change one's life and as cliche as it sounds it can change your life and you can have whatever you want amen and you know i've told you guys this so it's really dope to get someone else on the show that believes in it that i didn't introduce they already knew it on their own have been doing it longer than me and um, i'm excited to get directly into this so let's just dive in so michael how did you get introduced to the world of manifestation Um, I think there's two forms. One is obviously by accident. You kind of, you know, you're overwhelmed with certain thoughts or ideas and then slowly it happens, right? When I was younger, it just so happened that there were bad thoughts and ideas. I would, I would think negatively about a subject and it got worse. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was in, you know, middle school or high school, I had friends, unfortunately, that were getting locked up and I would think about it. What would happen if I got locked up? And, and next thing you know, you're getting locked up. So 
that's the negative example of how your thoughts can manifest things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second form is through, like, I think, guided uh, thoughts, right? You, you intentionally direct your thoughts to what you want. So at the age of 15 or 16, um, I dipped into my father's library. My father is not necessarily an educated man, you know, mm-hmm. East L.A., broken family, left home at 15, but he was, he's very well read in the sense that he's taught himself. And uh, he had a book, Think and Grow Rich. And I remember being 15 years old, picking it up and thinking, wow, like this is, it sounds a little far-fetched, but if this book has some truth to it, you know, maybe I should follow it. And again, Think and Grow Rich behind the Bible is one of the most produced, reproduced books on planet Earth and has been for yeah, I think it's like 60 years I think behind the Bible. 32 million copies in at like least. multiple languages. Yeah, at All least. over the world. So, How crazy that you were drawn to that book. Yeah, my, you know, my, my father's always had a lot of self-improvement books. So like the Brian Tracy's, he had like Bruce Lee's philosophy. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, visualization books, like all this old school stuff from the 70s mm-hmm. he, was, he was reading. So I would always try to go to his library and read his books and, and cool. Think and Grow Rich was one of them. I've talked to you guys about Think and Grow Rich. Uh, on my end, it was introduced to me by my mom in uh, January of 2018 and literally within 90 days, my entire life was different. So shout out to you, mom. Hey, girl. And then that's how I got into Bob Proctor and Reverend Ike, people that I've talked to you guys about several times um, over the course of the show. So what do you think was the very first thing that you learned from A Think and Grow Rich and books like that? Um, You know, there's there's some exercises that the book wants you to do, like Mm -hmm. be very clear and definite in what your goal is. Yep. That's, I mean, that's the premise of the book. Yeah. The (laughs) the premise of the book is to define what you want and Mm -hmm. then create a plan and go after it. So the first things I started doing was creating simple goals. Like I want a beautiful brunette with green eyes with an accent Mm -hmm. and then she pops up Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, let's take it further. I want, (laughs) so it was, it was initially, I think small goals. Yeah. Silly things like the hot chick from the bar. Yeah, exactly. The girl with a smile that keeps winking at you. No. Um, and then that evolved to like, it, you know what it is? It's, it builds your confidence in, okay. the, in, in the, in the formula. Yeah. Those first accomplishments prove to you that you can scale this and make this bigger. So it started with like something, you know, very, uh, adolescent, like, like a girl. And then it was like, well, what if I was to attract the right, you know, car and then, mm-hmm. okay, what if it was the right job? All right. What if it was the right career? Mm-hmm. What if it was a, whatever it is that your desire is. Mm-hmm. And it just proven to me time and time again. So now I'm 37 years old, 20 years later, and my life is a result of these principles. It's, right. it's, I've truly been able to have what I've want wanted mm-hmm. uh, when I wanted. Amen. Yeah. To the point where it's like magic, right? It's like magic. Snap <laughs> my fingers and it appears. <laughs> okay. So Think and Grow Rich was influential for you. You started practicing it in your teens. When did you know, like, when were you certain that, all right, I'm doing this for the rest of my life? Um, so at the age of, so I'm, I'm from San Diego, California. We're a coastal community. Um, and we have a, a beach community called La Jolla. It's very affluent. You got to be a multimillionaire to be in it's there. It's like Bell Harbor for us Miami folks. It's like Malibu for Los Angeles folks. Mm-hmm. It's you got to have minimum two, three million to to be in that neighborhood. So at the age of sixteen, I'm reading this book, and I was really uh, attracted and drawn to the area. 
not necessarily because of the affluence in La Jolla, but because there's a lot of natural beauty and a lot of history. There's it a lot just of, felt good for you there. There's a lot of Native American history. There's good energy. There, it's un, indescribable. So at 16, I said, well, if this you know book and philosophy is saying that I can have anything I want, mm-hmm. I want to live in an ocean view house on a cliff overlooking you know, La Jolla, Black's Beach and La Jolla Shores. And mm-hmm. they, they, it was like, all right, let's put this to the test. And in answer to your question, it really resonated with me. Like, this is, this is the truth, is when I woke up one morning on a house overlooking <laughs> the cliffs. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm here. How did I do this, right? Yeah, I'm here. And, you know, something that I try to impart to people when I'm telling them about manifestation is that the how is irrelevant. Right. It doesn't matter right. how. And I didn't believe that until right. I started this practice. It doesn't matter how yeah, you got don't, there. Don't don't get caught don't get caught, caught up, up in, in thinking, the how. Because this is the way the mind works. Don't be too smart for your I, own good. I want to swim to Cuba from Miami. Well, you know, there's sharks and, exactly. the, and no one's ever done. And that that thought right there is, is, what is negative. You. That's mm-hmm. what's stopping. You gotta instead of thinking how I can't, you gotta think how I can. Literally. So okay, well, you know what? I'm gonna train. I'm gonna wait for the right season with mm-hmm. no hurricanes. I'm gonna mm-hmm. make sure there's no sharks in the water. I'm gonna get a team of lifeguards following me in a boat that type of thinking is is forward and positive right where the other is negative and it just buries it's self-defeating before you even get started right so i think rule number one anything's possible literally anything is possible Mm -hmm. so whatever it is you want it is possible and it sounds cheesy it really does it sounds like something you tell kindergartners but literally the universe would not allow you to have this idea in your mind if it could not come to fruition. It's really that simple. Like just this very moment, I'm sitting in a 50 story building that I have. It's beautiful. I'm I'm looking at some like, you know, like exotic Italian imported marble. There's there's like green patterns on here. I'm sitting in a nice leather seat overlooking like a saltwater swimming pool. Like, okay, Asia. And I have no business here. I will be the first person to tell you I have no business here. But I've told this story before, so very long story short, there's a dog park right in front of my house. And I used to drive from my apartment in the hood to this dog park to walk Romeo. And I always said, I am going to live in one of these buildings. I have no clue how. I hadn't even found manifestation yet. But I am going to live in one of these buildings. That was like seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And then I looked up in January and I was moving into this building. How the fuck did that happen? Who who was in charge of that? And I was manifesting before I even knew what manifestation was, which is why it took me seven years. But the point is, it works. The how is irrelevant. The universe will put people and places and things and jobs jobs and careers and opportunities in your lap to get you where you want to be. Right. And I think two things. Um, one is that there's a power to speaking, right? There's a power to speaking things into the existence. The mm-hmm. Bible teaches us this. So just the simple fact of saying, I will live there one day, or I will drive this car one day, or I will have this amount of money one day, or I will be married to this individual one day. Mm-hmm. That speaking alone has power to it. And the more you say it, the more power it becomes and the more belief you have behind it. Um, the second thing you mentioned was opportunity. Mm-hmm. So when you know for certain, right, the definiteness of purpose of what you want, you have to act on it immediately when you see it. Because it's going to come, the opportunity is going to come in a way you never Never expected. We'll get into it later, but I thought as a 16-year-old kid, okay, if I'm going to have a house in La Jolla, I got to be a multimillionaire to buy one. 
Well, it didn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Shout outs to Bobby at the L- <laughs> SLS. Uh, Jose Bazaar. Bazaar by Jose Andres. <laughs> Bobby, if you're listening, man, the service was great. That paella was fantastic. Shout out to you. That 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 uh, Kobe beef with the blackened coffee or whatever the hell it was. It was Press. gorgeous. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Shout out to Bobby. He is going to be listening to the show because we left the restaurant and said, you know what, immediately we need to record this episode because the people need to hear it. We brought a little uh, Don Julio Blanco. You know, you know what the show is about. Uh, you can and hear ginger it. ale. It's, and ginger it, ale. It's the, it's the get rich or getting drunk trying. To Cocktail of the week. Yes, take a sip. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. All right, let's, let's stay focused. We're getting off topic, right. Let's stay Back focused. to manifesting. So you knew that you had the power. Your father's books introduced you to the principles. Right. You know that you can have anything that you want. Was there ever a point where you felt, okay, this dream is too big? Okay, I can't yeah, have this. This for is sure. pushing it. For sure. Like you, you, wanna pu- you do push it, right? Like you, when you want something, you go after it. And when it doesn't work in your favor, you get you know, a little deflated, you get discouraged. And that's another principle of Think and Grow Rich is, is persistence. And I believe Think and Grow Rich says that usually you hit success after that last failure where you're just about to give up. Mm-hmm. So when you're just about to give up on whatever it is you're chasing, if you try one more time, it opens up. Um, I'm using just for pure examples, mm-hmm. sake of example, I'm using this house and overlooking the beach. I had um, actually rented... I had rented a house in that area thinking like, okay, I'm close. This is it. Something's going to pop. It didn't. I had spent every free moment of my free day in that area networking. I I picked up a job down there. I was selling like, like orthopedic mattresses to old people. (laughs) Nice. I'm like, why isn't it working? Working. Yeah. And, um, what the, the turning point in this story happened maybe in 2002 when I was about 20, 21 years old. And it happened out of frustration. I was, uh, in theory, I was a student at UCSD, right? Mm-hmm. I say in theory because I wasn't going to school. I was enrolled, but I wasn't going to school. Mm-hmm. I was working three jobs because I was trying to pay my little house, you know, in La Jolla because I thought that's where I was supposed to be. And uh, I remember one day out of out of sheer frustration, I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. Right. This is not why I'm here. I'm here to be at peace. I'm right. here to grow. And I'm like stressed the fuck out trying to pay rent and working three jobs. My school is slacking. So I said, you know what? I'm turning off my phone. I'm calling in sick to work. I'm going to go to my little quiet spot and I'm going to meditate, pray, you know, relax. Yeah, figure this out for myself. And um, if if anybody knows San Diego or La Jolla, there's a um, there's there's a series of like canyons and and nature and open hills um, that's open to the public, and they all have like incredible views overlooking the ocean. They're full of eucalyptus trees, so that's like my haven. So I went there. I'm like, all right, let me clear my head, let me breathe, and as I'm doing that. I, as I was telling you, I mm-hmm. met I met a homeless guy and a homeless individual, you know, long beard, dirty, clothes were ripped. His dog was walking off the leash. The dogs had like bugs all over it. And, um, you know, I talked to everybody because I treat every human being like a human being Amen. until they prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, it was upon talking to him that I realized, OK, this guy is pretty articulate, mm-hmm. like. I'm scratching my There's head. There's more to the story. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on with him? Like, he's very, like, unusually articulate, and but he's homeless. Right. And we started talking about the Native American history in La Jolla and how there used to be a village there, how there, there's uh, cemeteries, like Native American documented cemeteries in the area. 
and uh, bones were found and art and he and he's looking at me like how do you know all this mm-hmm. and i said well um you know I, I like history and i have some old archaeological books that talk about this and he says you know i would like to see that one day and i'm thinking to myself well if you want either we can like walk back to my little uh you know, my little house over here that mm-hmm. I'm renting by campus, or we can meet here tomorrow at the same time. And he goes, no, I just drop it off at my house. I'm like, oh, your house. Right. Thinking you were going to a cardboard box. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the, the poor guy, not only does he think he's, you know, not only does he, is he thinks crazy, he lives in La Jolla. not only is he crazy and homeless, you know, he thinks he has a house. Right. So I, something told me just like, fuck it, follow him. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's go look at your house. I'm, I'm literally expecting like a, a cardboard box or a tent or, yeah. or some bushes. Right. And this guy walks me down the street, you know, amongst these, um, these multimillionaires homes, like the owner of Qualcomm and, and just like the wealthiest of the wealth. And there was a, uh, like a wall of just greenery, like brush and trees and bushes and and it was just you know like a wall of just this green you know uh foliage Mm -hmm. privacy and he pushes open like an old wooden door and behind that wall was this beautiful mid-century home i didn't know it was mid-century at the time it was an old wooden home Mm -hmm. on the cliff overlooking the ocean 300 feet above the ocean by itself nothing in front of it like this was like like jaw-dropping yeah and he had had a couple older Mercedes in the garage and like covered in dust. And, you know, I'm, I think they call it cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. when like things don't, <laughs> things don't make don't, sense. Don't add up. <laughs> and I'm like scratching my head, like, what is going like, on I here? I thought that you live yeah. on the sidewalk. <laughs> like, no, cause they, and not only that, it's just like, well, La Jolla is wealth right. and you're not wealth. Right. So why are you living here? Anyways, very long story short. He was a retired university professor. His wife had died. He fell into a deep depression, and I had met him during that depression. Mm-hmm. He changed my life and influenced me dramatically um, through his teachings, through his mentorship, 15 years. And the story of this all is that for 15 years, I had a bedroom overlooking the ocean in La Jolla. And that's why I said, okay, I thought that I had to get rich to buy a home to exactly. live there. And really all I had to do is be a kind individual yep. for someone to open up their house to me for 15 years. Amen. So sometimes how crazy is that? Sometimes the dream, you get the end result. My end result was to wake up in a bedroom overlooking yep. the ocean. And the path looked nothing like you exactly. could have ever imagined the path would have looked like. Exactly. And that's exactly the point, that the how is irrelevant. Not only is the how irrelevant, the how is none of your business. Do you think you're smarter than the universe? Like, do you think you're smarter than all of the cosmos put together? They can lay a path for you that you would never have imagined. And not only that, though, keep in mind... Um, as I preach to you guys all the time, networking and opportunity. Sometimes you just need to put yourself in the place where magic things can happen, whether that's um, at an event that you would like to be a part of, in a club that you would like to be a part of, in a restaurant where people go that you want to affiliate with, opportunity knocks, but you have to put yourself in that position. Be open, be receptive, don't judge people, be kind to everyone, because you literally never know what opportunities are going to be in front of your face. Yeah, I, I always say one thing leads to another. Like one, you know, coincidental encounter can lead into something that completely changed your life. 
intuition is important. Sometimes we feel the need to be somewhere or mm-hmm. we feel the need to talk to somebody or we feel the need to follow up with somebody. We don't know why there's that yearning or that pull. But I think it's important that we don't even think about it. Just follow Pay attention that. to it. Follow that yeah. because it's going to lead you somewhere. Sometimes my, my stomach tells me, hey, turn left right here. And I turn left and I run into a camera crew that wants to film me. You know, like, I'm like why do you want to film my ugly ass? But- oh, please. You're such a celebrity. <laughs> I can't wait for your book to come out. That's the next step for you, Mike. Like, he's apprehensive about writing this book about his life. These stories could go on. This would literally be, turn into the Mike show, which we're not going to do. But these stories are deep. They're impactful. They're profound. These are things that need to be shared with people. The book needs to be written. Yeah, so my, my dear friend that I just mentioned, his name was Dr. Burhans. Um, you know, he, he was kind of like a grandfather to me. He was definitely a mentor. Taught me about, um, you know, everything from real estate to investments to architecture to classic cars to ethics to being a good individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly, he, he left with me a, kind of a map to follow and my life today at 37 years old I'm, I'm doing okay for myself as a result of his teachings mm-hmm. as a result of what he's done so the idea of my book is more of um to pay hom- pay homage to him mm-hmm. to tell his story to tell you know to share what he taught me um and it's therapeutic right i need to kind of do that to carry on his legacy and, and maybe close that chapter. But it's also to sell a million copies. So you can buy it at nine ninety nine at www. Meanwhile, you haven't written one word yet, but okay. I got, I got the outline going. But again, for the listeners, you know, the, I think the, the important, that, that's my story. This is my journey. The, yeah. Mine's unique. This is what I needed to do to accomplish the goals that I needed to accomplish. Right. For somebody else, it can be completely different, but the principles are the same. Absolutely. It's like, again, define what you want, mm-hmm. know exactly what be you want. Be very specific. Be specific, have a plan in place, work on that plan. When it's not working, adjust it, network, be per, um, be uh, uh, open to, you know. Change. Change and, and, and persevere. It, don't give up. And I can tell you, again, from a countless of other examples of things that I've acquired in my life or experiences that I've lived through, mm-hmm. that breaking point comes like when you're, when you're exhausted, when you're like, yep. it's not working, it's when never going to happen. you're at rock happen. bottom, you don't know how the rent's going to get paid, you th- whatever the scenario is, you, you, that's when change comes. Right when you start, I think it's like, and this goes back when to... When that doubt creeps in. Is doubt, and, and, and going back to the Bible, it's like, you know, it's, it's testing your, your faith. Mm-hmm. When you're just about to give up belief that, okay, maybe this is not going to happen, maybe right. I was wrong. If you just, you know, Hold change on. your thought and mm-hmm. say, you know what, I believe it will, say a prayer, meditate. Speak it into existence one more time That's and persevere, and then boom, catch lightning in the bottle. I could not agree more. And you know, another point that I learned from Reverend Ike, which you guys know I mention all the time, uh, is to speak about your plans as if they have already happened. When I was manifesting the home I live in and the car I drive and the travels that I've taken, my, my prayers are, are thank yous for me. Thank you, universe, that I live in XYZ building. Meanwhile, I was living in the hood, literally in the hood. 
thank you, God. Thank you, universe, that I'm driving what I'm driving, that my business is as successful as it is, that my passport is booked, that the podcast is so successful. You have to already be grateful for things as if they have already come to pass. And you could be sitting in the worst, lowest place on planet Earth, but the universe wants to know that they can trust you with these blessings and that when you do receive them, you're going to be grateful and you're going to pass them along to other people. Absolutely. And, you know, a very simple, um, a very simple philosophy is just positive thinking. Just try to see the positive in everything. I really believe that positivity is frequency and that positivity and frequency and that that feeling mm -hmm. it, it opens up things it's easier. magnetic when you're when you're negative or you're around negative nathan and you're like man i want to do this and they're like well you can't do that because you ain't got any well that that's like a dream killer that right. that that brings your frequency down so you know the glass is half full hey it's raining today but you know what's a fucking beautiful day we're in the united states of america yep. you know we're healthy look at the positive and everything and almost to the point of being like obnoxious obnoxious <laughs> and naive yeah yeah being naive, naive like yep. like overly optimistic mm -hmm. something i don't know what it is but something about that 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 frequency that happiness it attracts more, more correct it I multiply. On, yes that that feeling of gratitude of being happy of being positive is going to attract and open up more doors than being negative and being down and being pissed off and you know talking shit and yep this just find your it's a simple exercise just find yourself every day trying to find the positive in things yep and you'll be shocked how many more positive things will come to you with ease and that's a that's i think that's my favorite point of manifestation is literally how easy things will come to you how easy oh, it's scary. it is it's comfortable it's scary and you you really do feel powerful yeah, it's, it's scary i mean we've I you have to be careful what you actually ask what you, for because what you think about it will over deliver beyond you, what you could have ever hey, imagined you might be thinking about a piece of shit co-worker that worked with you four years ago and you might mention his name and the motherfucker <laughs> passes into the restaurant walks into the sls and passes you as you mention his name shit gets creepy that was wild. but that, that that's an example of just speaking things into existence Mm -hmm. thoughts or things right yeah. but yeah there's there's a lot of beautiful things going on and um a lot of and you know we're living in 2019 we got podcasts available to us we have yep. online so books. many resources we got youtubes there's like no excuse be selective pump that stuff in your head like instead of facebooking for two hours listen to a podcast when you're driving to work do the same that's thing that's what i do and audiobooks and, like it's everywhere and your social media okay so for myself specifically I love Instagram. I have to consistently police what I follow on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'll have friends. I don't have Facebook. I've never had Facebook because any mention I've ever heard of it has been negative. There's always been some drama, some shenanigans, and, and I don't know. I don't use the platform. But for Instagram, at least, I consistently police what I follow. I only follow entrepreneurs that are successful that are giving back to their communities that want to change the yes. world that want to do better or maybe some fly travel or some fly fashion pages i'm not following the shade room and the shenanigans and the gossip i don't care i don't want that energy in my life that means nothing to me that's not putting any money in my account that's not making my community better i'm cool and for us millennials who live and die by social media who literally spend seven hours a day on our phones please do yourself a favor and follow those gurus and those self-help accounts and those productivity accounts to put better things on your screen and I promise you'll have better things in your life. Yeah. 
I mean, if, if these philosophies are true, right, that we are what we think and you attract what you think and, and whatever you see becomes, like, why would you want to watch something negative? Like, I don't know. You, we should be doing vision boards or, mm-hmm. or we should be, um, you know, listening to things that are aligned with our goals. I think it was Oprah that said, um, energy flows where attention goes. Okay. So if you're looking at, you know, a world star fight, which I do all the time, then your energy's on that. Exactly. And that's what you're attracting. And that's you what you're no thinking. And you have no room for the blessings that you're looking for. But at the same time, you could be using that two minutes to be listening to something like this yeah. or something more positive or whatever it is. If you're thinking about going to school, if you're thinking about getting in shape, if you're thinking about eating healthy, if you're Absolutely. thinking about marriage, like find th- we're living at a time where literally we can go in two seconds and get any information, any information we want. want pump your mind with that stuff pump your mind with that image pump your mind with those uh discussions and those talks yep and we're human we're all gonna fail we're all gonna fuck up of course the point is to actively pursue the good and mm. then the good will actively pursue you exactly. right and it becomes a habit right be- like anything else if you challenge yourself to every morning and I'm guilty of it. I get on my phone and like the first 40 minutes. Yeah. You're scrolling through shenanigans. Well, (laughs) challenge yourself either to not even touch your phone and pick up a book or to meditate or to write down your, your goals and meditate on that. Or the first 40 minutes before you even touch your phone, listen to a podcast Mm -hmm. and write down and take notes. Like, that becomes a habit and you'll be the first couple days are going to be rough. Yeah, absolutely. You'll miss the shenanigans. You're going to, you're going to reach for your phone. Like I need to see what's going on on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But then once you get over that and then you're like, Oh shit, I've been wasting all that time on nothing. Right. That does nothing for me and takes me nowhere. Exactly. So what's the next thing that you want to manifest for yourself? Can you share that with us? And don't say the book. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm a simple man. I'm just trying to get rich or get drunk trying which you're literally doing as we speak, as we drink Don Julio. <laughs> um, so I've been fortunate. I'm 37 years old. I've ha- I, I currently have the job that I manifested 10 years ago. I, I travel the world. I get paid to do it. I speak multiple languages. I don't drive to work. I don't sit in traffic. I don't and go to an office. And single girls. And, um, and yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but I think, you know, I think the next thing is just financial freedom, financial stability. And again, I do okay now, but why not be filthy fucking rich? You know, I know. And, and give that money back and help people. Why not have enough money where I can just wake up in the morning and do what I want to do yeah. when I want to do it? That's freedom. Absolutely. When you literally can wake up and say, what do I want to do today and how do I want to do it? And that's the thing. Like people think they have this imaginary dollar amount in their mind that's not what you're really chasing you're chasing do what i want when i want support my family um have the finer things in life travel as i please live where i want that's what it is the freedom to design your life as you choose and you are not going to get that in some bullshit career that you hate but but we do have to work i'm not i'm not not against work i i do i do work and i'm just saying you can refine it and modify it and and, use it for your own success and, and get to where you need to get like I, I've done every single job from construction to like I was a bathroom attendant like you got to you know take those steps to get where you're going but in answer to your question and since we're on record well let's say I want to be What's like a 32 million in the bank account Perfect. I want to I want to be able to use my time my energy my creativity to help other individuals to continue to build and and to create I mean and, and if this is knowledge that is worth sharing you know share it I don't know what my life 
purpose is. I don't know what my life goal is at this point. Mm-hmm. But I do know that, hey, working for a company, making a company rich really isn't too fulfilling. Exactly. Now, empowering people, helping people, educating people, you know. Pouring back into your community. Transforming a, a young generation. Yeah. That's That's worthwhile. Absolutely. And like I said, my book will be coming out nine ninety nine. <laughs> you can follow it at. <laughs> I will. I will, when that is ready, I want you back on the show. Yes. And we will premiere and debut, and we'll have you read excerpts from the book. That yeah. will be exciting. That means it has to happen. If you put it on the show, it's legit. Well, I mean, that's part of speaking into existence. Yeah. I'm here today on fucking record, being yep. recorded for life. Yep. Saying that I'm going to do is, this. This is. Perpetuity. It's going to happen. This is going in the Library of Congress. This is serious. So business. for everybody listening, they're like, why is this guy's house in San Diego so important that he just do this right now? Go on Google, go on maps.google.com or live mapslive.com or whatever Google maps you have and look at 9036 La Jolla, L-A space J-O-L-L-A space Shores, S-H-O-R-E-S, space, lane. 9036 La Jolla, Shores Lane Drive. Take a look at that fucking house <laughs> and tell me that is not something out of a movie. Tell me that's not God. That's, tell me that is exactly not, what it is. Tell, me, tell me that's not a postcard. Tell me that's not like, <laughs> if I can, you know, your dream home. Like The view from there, guys, is something that, that they're out of movies. It's like Malibu yeah. on, the, on the water. It looks like a screensaver. It looks like a screensaver. I wish you guys can like click something right now and see it, but it's. I will link the address in the show notes. I got you. We've got that uh, technology. Well, either that or just Black's Beach. B L A C K S. Black's Beach, California. You'll has see the same it. Same views. It has the same views, the same cliffs, and and uh, it's just a magical place. There's a lot of history there. There's Native American uh, burials there. There's good energy, but this was my. Um, this was my my sanctuary for a number of years. And now you're in it, standing in it because you manifested it for yourself. And I just feel that it's more than that. I owe it to Mr. Dr. Burhans to share his story. Yeah. To share, you know, his principles and, and, you know, how it's helped me. And the people are excited for you. They're excited to do this for themselves. We've been talking about this a billion episodes now. So um, I love that. And, and now that they know that they have the power, I think they want to get rich tip from you, Michael. What do you have for the people? What is the get rich tip of the week? Well, get rich tip is obviously get some uh, streams of revenue, get some money coming in, whether that's working a nine to five, whether that's driving Uber, I don't care what it is, get multiple sources of revenue coming in, selling shit on eBay, Mm -hmm. get that money coming in, right? Passive, residual, active, yes, anything, get two, three, four, get your real estate license, get a, whatever it is, get money coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's step number one. Step number two is keeping it and investing it, growing it, and um, making ta- your money work for you. Yeah, it's, there's some very simple principles. Uh, the Richest Man of Babylon's a great book. It talks about saving 10 to 15 percent of everything you earn and reinvesting it to grow it. So once you got that money coming in, with all due respect, don't buy those $400 shoes. Don't go to the club and buy. $200 shots, <laughs> put that money to work for you. Didn't you buy $200 shots tonight? What, 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 is this show and tell? Or and what the we, night before. You bought way more than $200 that's, shots that's Well, that's because, you know, the company was paying for it. <laughs> I get paid to do that shit. 
But um, for your own personal finances, exactly, the lesson still stands. Take t- ten to twenty percent of everything you paycheck you get, everything you earn, and reinvest it. Now you can reinvest it into something like go to swap meets, go to Craigslist, go buy something low and then sell it high. Right. You know, you can buy I don't know used bicycles, you can buy used clothing, you can anything. buy a used microphone, a used iPhone, and then the idea is. Study the market. If that iPhone, for example, can sell for 500 used, buy it for 200. Now you turn your 200 into five. I happen to buy and sell classic cars. So if I buy a our Mercedes 1972 350SL, if I pay 10,000 for it, well, I'm gonna have to try to sell it for 20. Now I double my money in two months and it was fun. And you just keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. The idea is to grow it. That's, that is my, my most sound principle. I like that. Yes. And you know that people like that. Guys, this is my point. Like, everything doesn't have to be go to college for four years, go get another secondary degree for another four, work for another company for 25, and then figure out how to make that money work. No. I like to give you guys actionable things that you can get started on today, tomorrow, no matter the degree of um, school you finish, what your situation is in life, these are things that you guys can always put in place to multiply what you already have. That's what it's all about, having the money that you have and making that money work for you. Because working for money is for poor people, all bullshit aside. Making your money work for you is how the rich get rich, stay rich, and have generational wealth for their families for years and years and years to come. Right, Mike? Yeah, and I think part of this program is talking about uh, alcoholic beverage, too, because we're getting drunk <laughs> along the way. Don't be trying to host my show. I was going to so, segue into that. The get rich, the get shit, the get drunk cocktail of the week is on YouTube. What's in your cup? I am having a refreshing glass of water mm-hmm. because, as the people know, I often overdo it and yeah. wind up dehydrated so i've already had like seven cocktails and now i have to host the show and edit and produce ladies so and gentlemen water. i recommend a pineapple patron we call that a messy mic not pineapple patron pineapple Cosamigos. Um, listen let me tell you something messy mic okay oh, ladies and gentlemen you want something you know guaranteed to you want something that's strong a and one hitter quitter a one hitter quitter you know it's gonna loosen you up you know get your dancing shoes on okay get yourself two shots of any type of tequila i don't care what it is it could be patron casamigos 1492 it can be classy as i love that you say 1492 get yourself two shots of tequila <laughs> Throw in, throw in some pineapple juice, pre- preferably fresh pineapple juice, but mm-hmm. from cans, okay. And then, and then you can even add a little tonic water to it or, or, or orange juice. That's called a messy mic. It's, it's international. You can find it in San Diego, California. You can find it in Los Angeles. You can now find it in, in South Miami. Beach. You can find that in Rome, Italy, Sevilla, Spain, Thailand, Sao Paulo, Brazil. We're and going- soon uh, Singapore. And, and Singapore coming soon. So that's, that is my um, get, <laughs> get drunk cocktail. Of the that week. is my get drunk, you know, and I've been, I've been, I'm on like number seven right now. So. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So don't drink Patron. Patron is gross. But yes, Don Julio, Avion, uh, Casamigos. Yes. A double rocks, splash of pine, little tonic water, and you are good to go. Now, you know, I did not come up with this cocktail. This is literally a messy mic. He walked into my bar and ordered this as if I was supposed supposed to know what the hell it was so i am letting the funny thing is now you now you can go to prime one (laughs) prime 112 in south beach and you can ask any bartender or waitress for a messy mic and they'll know what to make that's just in high demand because they know that it's coming with a 30 percent tip how many how many did we order last night Seventy-two thousand. what (laughs) (laughs) 
2000. Literally, we are fresh out of Casamigos. Like, the entire house doesn't have any. God bless George Clooney, man. That's some fucking delicious tequila. No wonder he's a damn billionaire. It has, has a little vanilla vanilla hint to it. Oh, you know, God. a little late See, hint. Now he's bartending. Tongue. It's time to go. Anyway, thank you, Mike. It has been lovely to have you on the show. I'm super excited. You did such a good job. I told you it was easy breezy. Easy breezy. Everybody at home, remember, if you, we mentioned Think and Grow Rich a number of times, it really is kind of the basis to this foundation, along with the Bible. So go grab yourself your Bible. Go grab yourself your Think and Grow Rich. Go do some YouTube searches of Oprah talking about manifestation, Jim Carrey talking about manifestation, Jack Canfield talking about manifestation. <laughs> it's out there. You know, Bob Proctor, all those guys, there's plenty of information. I know at first it's going to sound kind of... Um, uh, you know, uh, foozy woozy, but there, <laughs> there's principles in a formula that if you follow it and you believe in it, just like faith, it will happen. It will Amen. They are game changers. And for my people that are not religious, these principles still work for you. Swap out God with the universe or whoever it is that is your higher power. And they still work for you because we are inclusive and we fuck with everybody and we want you all to enjoy these principles. Thank you, Mike, for being on the show. And uh, we will see you when your book comes out. Shout out to everybody in San Diego, California. Marky Mark, <laughs> Chris Eugene. We are not. This is not a radio Abdul. show. Abdul. <laughs> Okay, we're cutting Mike's Todo mic. mi gente en America Latina. <laughs> Los amo. We are cutting Mike off. We love you guys. And we will see you next episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying Show. I am your host, Asia Abstin. Follow the show on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. And you know you can email me at Asia at GetRichOrGetDrunkTrying.com. And I will link Mike's info in the show notes. And we will see you guys next week. Love you. Bye.